Welcome to Hearts and Minds. Today we're going to be talking about Opus Day because on October 2nd is the anniversary of the founding of Opus Day, and Hearts and Minds is inspired by Saint Josemaria, Maria, who is the founder of Opus Day. So we decided why not pick the topic of Opus Day to explain it, and we're going to possibly divide this podcast into what is Opus Day, we'll cover it today, and then what difference does it make to your life could be the second podcast. Because we were trying to, you know, put everything into 20 minutes and it was becoming really, really complicated. So I'd agree. So my name is Catherine McMahon, in case you don't know. And I'm Warwick Cassidy. So, well, what is Opus Day? Um, well, I think you have to go to the source really to, ask, to answer that question, you know, and um, so that's really the founder of Opus Dei and that's Saint Josemaria, who was a Spanish priest and Opus Dei was founded in Spain, obviously, in 1928 and he would have said that he didn't found it, that God founded it. Um, you know, if you read any of his biographies, he would have said that it was like the call of God that burst forth into his life mm-hmm. and, um, and he just kind of got caught up in it really and I think Pope Benedict actually said something quite simple, but I think quite nice. He said, um, God made use of him and he allowed God to make it, God allowed God to do that. So mm. I suppose God kind of took over. Mm. Um, today, Opus Dei is, well, actually to say what it's, a, what it's about, really, it's, it's basically for ordinary, normal people like you and me who want to find God in their lives and make their faith work for them in their lives. So you know, that their faith in their life would be of a piece. You know, they mm. would be, I suppose, better people, better, you know, better husband, better wife, kinder sibling, better friend and colleague, so that their faith works for them um, and that it works in their their circumstances. They don't have to do anything odd or strange or become somebody else. So that's really what it's about. It's making the faith, I suppose, workable for many, many people who just working out there in complicated, complex situations. Because there's, there's that idea of as St. Josemaria coined, the universal call to holiness, like that holiness is for everyone. It's not just for a special few or you have to do something extraordinary because I think sometimes you read the lives of the saints and you can conclude, I have to do something big here or in odd. order to be yeah, yeah or different, yeah, different, different really. from the norm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I suppose, yeah, that's, ex- I suppose, um, like, well, you can even see, like, Opus Dei is in five continents now and there's 95,000 people in it, apparently. So that's a lot of people and a lot of diversity there in terms of racial, ethnic, mm-hmm. cultural backgrounds. Um, you're right, like, at the time, St. Josemaria's relentless or singular message was holiness is for everyone. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, if you don't find God in your circumstances, you know, if you don't find him in whatever those circumstances are, you know, for some people it's their, you know, their desktop, their workstation, other people is changing a baby's nappy, somebody else. It's, I don't know, running a company, somebody else out in the field. If you don't find God in that field and you're busy looking for him somewhere you'd love to find him, well, you probably won't ever find him, mm. St. Rosemary used to say. And you probably will never be a saint. So I think the important thing really is to to embrace your life as it is. Mm. Don't try to to, over, to complicate it. Mm. Um, and to find that single purpose of your life, really. You know, we have many things we want to achieve in our life. But the truth is, if we're to boil it down, you know, the single biggest purpose of our life is to become a saint, is to get to heaven. Mm. Um, and... 
And I think that's the really lovely thing you see about people like the lives, like St. Maria. Like there are many great saints who God raised up in the church, you know, throughout the history of humanity. You know, St. Dominic, St. Francis, who founded great organizations which changed the world, you know, changed so many things for the better. And St. Maria was in that vein. You know, mm. he he came at a time when society was changing radically. Um, and what, what, what was obvious really was that there was no organization in the church which had a singular lay spirituality. There are many organizations in the church which did a huge amount to help and assist lay people, but there was no one that said, do it as you are, do it right where you are. Mm. And and I think that's that was quite special. Um, I think what also add to that is that... Um, so it's the universal call to holiness. But the other the other aspect, I think that's, uh, you know, before we drill into more things, is that Opus Dei is very big into, if you want to put it that way, it's the whole thing of 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 being hu- human is holy. You know, if it's human, it's holy. And sometimes we think of holy as in the church only, or we think of holy as putting holy water on things, or we think of of, of maybe saying ho- talking about holy topics. Mm. Whereas I think the beautiful thing is to think that holy is also human, you know, that it's virtue, it's being the best human being that you can be. So being a person who loves God should make you more attractive. Yeah. You know, you should be... A, a, well, you a, should be more human. Yeah, people yeah. should like to be around you. Rather than you. thinking the more saintly you are, the more... Um, distant you are from humanity or from the world because you're more divine. Exactly. Whereas it's the unity of, you know, yeah. of human and divine. Virtue yeah. is about the, the, the fullness, the richness, the be- the flourishing of the human person. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, that necessarily you should grow in maybe your generosity, your honesty, your hard work, your sincerity. They're all human virtues. And I suppose St. Osemir would say, if you're not, well, there's a bit of a double life going on there and you need to examine that and say, what's wrong? Because if your relationship with Christ, obviously the source of all this is our prayer and our sacraments and our formation. Um, if it's that's all the source of it, but if that's not changing me and making me better, well, then there's something amiss. Yeah, and that's where I it think has to trickle down into your everyday. It's exactly, yeah. and I think the big thing I suppose I would say about Opus Day is the whole thing. What is formation? It's offering formation to ordinary people. So I like to think of formation encapsulating three ideas. One is and I thought about this. One is, <laughs> one is content of faith. You know, what is my faith? Do I know it? Because you, like you don't doctrine like catechism yeah and and if you don't know your catholic faith well it's very hard to love it and you need to understand it okay so that's the Mm -hmm. first thing but then the second thing is application because if the faith isn't applied well it's just a big tome in a book somewhere mm. it's not real it's not alive mm. you know mm. so how do what you know and for everybody that's different like if I'm a mom of you know a young family well that's very different to somebody who's got a hectic you know massive job who's running around to you know to get it all done to somebody who's a grandmother to somebody who's working out in the field to somebody who's whatever you like sorry the field. I like the field <laughs> just, it's just to show the diversity yeah, 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 sometimes yeah, yeah. people are, so I suppose it's it's that idea that um yeah, it's, it's that, that very, very simple idea that faith applied. And then, of course, guidance, because mm. we all need to be accompanied. You know, otherwise we wonder, am I doing what God wants? Because we can all do lots of great things in our lives, lots of really good things, you know, and be thinking, look, so-and-so over there, this is what she does, maybe I should do that. And we can have a little bit of um, sort of salvation FOMO. anxiety or FOMO mm. or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas the idea of spiritual accompaniment, getting spiritual direction, is you've somebody who's basically going, no, no, you're okay, you just keep going. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, and yeah, I think that's really important. Don't things, get distracted, yeah. don't overcomplicate it, just find God right where you are, and that's wonderful. So I think formation is really, really important. Um, mm. 
I think another important question in all of this would be, well, what is the message then of Opus Dei? You know, you've told me what it is. You've told me what formation is. What is the message? Well, it's Catholic. You know, obviously, well, there are actually people, cooperators in Opus Dei who are non-Catholic, you know, and they they help out in any of the programs run by members of Opus Dei. So mm. it's quite, it's a very ecumenical organization, mm. if you want to put it that way, Opus Dei. But I, what I like, to, I think there's a kind of a couple of sort of bedrock ideas. The first is um, the idea that God is your father. Okay. Now, kind of like the key, which you kind of the key messages of Opus Dei, exactly. the core, core pillars, the core values, yeah. the core whatever. Core okay, values. <laughs> core values. What's our mission statement? So, okay, God is your father. You might say, well, so what? He's got my father too. Well, it's very it? obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and mm. it's it's Catholic, you know. So it's mm. nothing. Obviously, everything. All I'm going to say will ring true with a lot of people because it's Catholic. Yeah. But I suppose Saint Rosemary used to say, the foundation of your life is the fact that your God is your father. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now. For me, I tend to think of that as kind of a bit domesticated. God is my father. That's great. Super. And, you know, it's the stuff of, you know, to stop kids getting nightmares. Don't worry. God's your father. Whereas God is your father is a bit more radical than that. God is your father means he's the God of second chances. He's the God of unconditional love. He loves you with your limitations. Yeah, imagine he created us with our limitations. He knows your failings. He loves you as you are right now. Um, and he's always going to forgive you, no matter what you do, always. Mm. And I think that's that has to lead to consequences in your life. And I do think, certainly it's helped me to live with a certain recklessness. You know, definitely care. Like, I don't really care about a lot of things. Well, I hope I care about some things. <laughs> when I think of recklessness, I think you're going to be driving like a lunatic or whatever. Well, no, it, obviously yeah. not that. Yeah, but yeah. I suppose the recklessness <clears throat> in terms of not caring what people think, not, not sweating the small stuff. Okay, we all do that to a certain extent. Mm. But a recklessness about the way I live my life. Mm. I live my life as I am, with my relationships, yeah. with my own responsibilities. A healthy and, self-acceptance. Exactly. Mm. And not really looking left or right for, you know, affirmation or mm. are you doing the right thing and the second I think is was the thing of confidence the confidence to believe that God is you know really he is watching your back so even in the hard stuff you know I can go to him and ask him bail me out or will you tell me what you're trying to do here how would what would be a good way to respond mm-hmm. to this um, and then the joy just joy joy you know not just joy but joy joy in the sense that mm-hmm. I, I'm happy mm-hmm. you know uh, I think that's a really important part of, of believing that God's your father mm-hmm. um, and then I think the other big bedrock idea is the idea of um, work as your altar, you know, work as your way to heaven. And that is quite original because um, work for everybody is different. You know, some people it's work is, as a, you know, whatever CEO of a company, some people it's at their desktop, their workstation, some people it's changing a nappy, some people it's stirring a pot, some people it's teaching a class, whatever. Or looking whole, for a job. Or looking for a job, mm-hmm. in fact. Mm-hmm. So work is, is is knowing that to do, uh, my effort to do my work well, you know, to really try and do as best as I can, to to find meaning in it, which and the meaning is the love and the people I do it for. So I do it for my family, I do it for whoever. The love that I put in, and I offer that to God as a perfect sacrifice, this is the best that I can do. Mm. That I don't see work as a frustration or something that I just have to get done so I can do the holy stuff. That this is... Or that I look forward to the weekends. Exactly. That this is where I'm going to find God. Mm. And as St. Josemarie would say, if you don't find him there, you will never really find him as Mm. an ordinary Joseph. And it also means you evaluate your values, you know, Mm -hmm. because the values, you know, for example... A lot of us now, success is a big thing in our work. You know, mm. how are you climbing the corporate ladder? What's your paycheck like? Are you are you happy? Do you have a big reputation to go with it? All oh, these things are lovely. Don't get me wrong. But I think once, you know, from the from, from understanding our work as an altar helps you to see it, that all work, you know, I can do the same work and not get the paycheck, not get the promotion, but it's still as 
as valuable in God's eyes. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's po- possibly even more holy because it's harder to do it. Yeah. Um, it, it, whether, without the human accolades. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very refreshing because mm. sometimes you can really feel like, you know, I'm, why oh, am I no, doing this? Why am I doing mm. this? Nobody's noticing, you know, mm. I don't have, you know, all these wonderful things to say on LinkedIn or I don't know, whatever your thing is. But the truth is, I'm doing as best as I can yeah. in God's eyes. It's perfect. Yeah. You know, when so you the see your, might, when you see your work as divine and meaningful in exactly. itself. Yeah, in itself. Yeah. And I think that's really, it gives you that deep, deep sense of self-esteem mm. that doesn't come from getting the, you know, the, the tap on the back. Exactly. Mm. Or the clap on the back or, listen, you're doing a great job. Listen, I heard about X, Y, Z. Mm. And then the other two ideas I think are, are, are kind of fairly critical. So basically God, God is your father, work is the altar. And then, and then, um, I suppose passionately loving the world, you know, um, being passionate about the world, um, loving it. Um, Sometimes, you know, because I suppose the idea really that God created the world and he saw that it was good. So we know that it's good. Yeah, there's challenges. Yeah, there's things in the world that we We don't like. too happy with, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But in its essence, it's God's handiwork. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important because... Sometimes we think if we're having a good time, I'm not being holy. God, this isn't this isn't the bit that I can give to God or God. I'm being too ha- I'm being too happy here. I'm enjoying myself yeah, too much. Yeah, a great you know, time. I don't know yeah. if it's kind of I don't know the Irish Catholic angst or whether it's a bigger picture thing. But anyway, it's just that sense of having a beer with a friend is lovely, and God is just as much there. I hope this isn't radical. As when you're praying, it's not. It's you know, or he's he's there. You know, when you're I don't know whatever it is that lovely sunset or you know that beautiful piece of music that you're just listening to on Spotify or whatever it is that God is there in all of that. And um, and I think that's really really important because sometimes I think sometimes the narrative can be is as life gets more complicated and you know a lot of stuff happening. You know, maybe in our crazy world that we live in now and lack of leadership maybe all over the place. You know, people can kind of feel you know well maybe we should just sort of withdraw from the world and you know, the world is a bad place where I'd say the opposite mm. you know I'd also add to that that um Christians, this is our this is our home. You know, Saint Osman used to say that you know where's our cell? You know, because people used to say the cell of the oh, hermit yeah, yeah. is 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 his little beehive, his you know, little cave, yeah. kind of approach. Whereas he'd say your cell is the street. You know, mm. and I think that's really important that we're not we're not we don't don't need to bring God into the world. We're in the world. We're not alien. God is here because we're here. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that we celebrate, you know, the latest human uh, invention in the same way as we celebrate, I don't know, so many other things. That we're just as able to talk about everything like anybody else. And I think sometimes people can be ever so slightly scandalized, talk from personal experience, and might say, "God, more you're not as I imagined a member of Opus Dei. You're not that religious." And because they understand religious as being sometimes, unfortunately, sad or serious or talking about deep and meaningful topics. Or yeah, I would say, I would say. Um, p- putting in religious topics into your conversation in a regular way, you yeah, know, or even that, an odd way sometimes. Yeah, yeah. and you're kind of going, well, no, that doesn't that doesn't mean that you're that you're seeking holiness. You know, seeking holiness is basically I'm really enjoying that rugby game, or um, you know, I'm I'm going to the Bahamas. <laughs> which oh. I'm not. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. You know, but those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are there. That's that's yeah. that's also, it's and it's the virtue that's actually the holiness. This presence yeah, in all yeah, of that, yeah. and that God is the grace in your soul, and your effort to connect with people on the yeah. beach in the Bahamas, or yeah. your effort, and that to, you're bringing whatever. God in there, but you're not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not bringing your crucifix down to the uh, beach. 
well, you can bring it down, yeah, you but can. you don't braid it down. You know, I, I think I know, it's I just know. the I way. Kind of, I don't yeah. mean to say, you know, anyway. kind of being silly about it, but, but it is that, yeah. That idea. So, um, and then I think the, I, I also love the idea of being intentional about your holiness. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes you can feel, well, well, how much, how much is too much? How much, how much holiness? You know, for example, how do I, I, I want to pray to God. Should I pray all three, five decades of the rosary? Should I pray for an hour and a half before I get up? I'm just yeah. giving examples Yeah, no, it's true. So yeah. people wonder is what should hold, what should my relationship well, how does holiness look? look for me yeah, exactly yeah. what does it look like so I think in, I, I, I love this idea of having a plan about your holiness so where do I connect with God in the sense of when should I pray how often should I pray all those kinds of, there's no shoulds about it it's kind of well, what works for you St. Joseph used to say it should be like a glove that fits your hand mm. you know so intentionality about our holiness is about having those moments of connection with our Lord during the day through your prayer or mass or whatever it is you've decided you're going to do and it's also I, I think as well, intentionality is is also having that sense of it will look different for everybody and having a, sp- having a great spirit of freedom about that. Yeah. In the sense that, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of good things we can all do, but God doesn't necessarily want each of us to do all of those things. Mm-hmm. And I think finding peace in God's will for me will look different to God's will for somebody else, mm-hmm. you know. So if I have a busy family life, well, praying can be a pretty hectic space and I mightn't have much solitude to do it in. Where, Or if I'm somebody who's really busy at work and, tw- you know, loads of work engagements and I'm under pressure because of COVID and I'm double jobbing and triple jobbing, again, it's going to be an effort for me to, to take time out to pray. Mm-hmm. You know, it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I think it's embracing your space, thinking this is also God's space and intentionality about living out my faith it does require certain key things that I will try to do or certain efforts that I challenge myself to grow in virtue. Yeah, because you also have to reach You're higher to reach than your, your you know, current yeah. state. And I think that's important. That's the bit mm-hmm. of God saying, well, what does better look like? Mm-hmm. You know, God says, to, you know, to the rich young man, well, do you love me? You know, what's the one thing I want you to give up? And there's always one thing each of us needs to give up, you know, whether it is, you know, I'm too attached to my phone. So that could be your struggle for the week. You know, I just not look at the phone so much so that I can give myself to my relationships or I can actually pray without, you know, FOMO, whatever it is. You know, so it is having a sense of focusing on where I need to grow, how I need to grow and what my relationship with with, with our Lord looks like. Um, So, yeah, those would be the four key, maybe the six key ideas there. No, I think it's four (laughs) key ideas. Four key pillars, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's super. Anyway, we'll we'll leave it at this, I think, and then in the next podcast, we'll we'll talk more about drilling it down. What what does the Opus Day mean for me in my everyday life? What Um, difference does it make? What difference does it make? Um, But thanks very much for listening. And if you have any suggestions about other topics we can do, uh, let us know. And um, we'll see you for the next podcast. 